Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? We are back with a cat for questions. Yeah, we're just full throttling it. <laughs> we got a couple special guests. So I had a question come in. This is actually from an old podcast with Pablo Cesar Cruz. And this athlete said, hey, I really enjoyed your last podcast with Pablo. And I picked up on you guys having a brief conversation regarding rest weeks and how you feel afterwards. I always seem to struggle with dead legs. The power and heart rate is all good, but just the perceived effort is much more difficult. How should you attack the, the week after the rest week shock to the system, regardless of how you feel? Or should I maybe ease back in slowly hitting some VO2 max workouts or a group ride? What do you think? So we are still down here in Ecuador. So I'm sitting here with Forrest and Matt, who you heard on the first pre-race Ecuador podcast. So I'm going to pass the mic to them and see what they think. <laughs> they both just point to each other. I think we'll go with, uh, well, I'll just put the phone out, whoever wants it first. Tell us, how do you usually feel after rest weeks? And then what do you do? Do you do anything differently to sort of attack that problem if there is one? Or maybe you feel great. Um, and then I guess maybe even go in depth on what is a rest week to you. So give some context as do you just rest Monday through Friday? Like what do you do on that weekend? You could go a million ways with this, but I think we really want to answer this guy's question Number one, do you have that same dead leg feeling? Number two, how do you attack it? So whoever wants to go. Um, I think for me. Thank you. And who is it? Uh, Oh, I'm Matt. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think for me, um, it depends. I don't always have the dead leg feeling. Uh, I think sometimes it just depends on the block that I'm finishing. Mm. Um, But... Do I change anything going, coming out of a rest week? No, not really. I just know that the first couple of uh, couple of rides and workouts, I, I might have that feeling. And so if you have that expectation or pre-expectation that, hey, you know, it's all right. Like, don't panic about it. Um, but trust your coach's process going back, you know, as you roll back in, uh, to the next block um but i mean other than that i don't i don't really change anything you mentioned heart rate um a lot of times my heart rate jumps a lot more like it's that extra rest as i get fatigued late in a block um sometimes it can be harder to get the heart rate up 
really high, but again, nothing that I really panic about it. You just kind of slowly understand everybody's a little bit different. Um, you know, if it's seeing the trends, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, just kind of get ready to if you roll into your next block and the first couple workouts, it's, you feel a little bit like crap or, or dead legs. Uh, but usually after one hard ride, you kind of just open back up. And that's when you really start to go, okay, like you learn how to suffer again. I mean, even in a, in one, one week of reducing volume or like that, you can, you can get that heavy feeling. Um, you asked about kind of what we, do personally for a rest week or what might, might look like. Um, generally, it's at least one extra day off the bike. Um, and then Would you be how many total? Uh, possibly three, but it, usually just two. Um, and then uh, probably cut out one ride of intensity. And then for like the longer weekend rides, maybe reduce it by an hour. Just kind of go on feel. Um, a rest week for me personally is as much about mentally recovering as it is physical. So if there's a group ride that you want to do or that's fun and it's going to like give you that mental um, edge or kind of get that buzz from doing something that you might not normally do, go ride your mountain bike or something like that, you may not actually get more physical recovery from going out and doing it, but mentally it might be super refreshing to go, hey, let's break the mold a little bit this week and, you know, kind of branch off and do something a little different because a rest week is about mentally kind of resetting. And not everything that counts can be counted <laughs> mentally. So good, yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. I'm going to pass Thank it you. off to Forrest. All right, well, this is Forrest. Um, I would say my my rest week philosophy is I, I i often try to catch up on stuff that i've been putting on the back burner uh which i'm sure a lot of other cyclists deal with you know you, you're going out and training in the evenings when you get off work you know you're certainly going to have um you know maybe some some homework or whatever you know some chores that you've been putting off so i i definitely tend to try to you know knock out some chores make a run to the bank you know grab some extra those groceries yeah, yeah all those little things then that those definitely help me mentally reset and i i definitely struggle with feeling bad uh after my rest week especially you know since your volume is obviously down mm-hmm. um i you know I, I would say my rest week usually looks like f- monday through friday and then i'll try to slam it on the weekends um but you know i try to get in like an hour every day easy i would say i I I don't I always try to avoid the group ride where I see my friends and you know they want to go crazy mm-hmm. try to stay away from them cuz they're yeah bad influence <laughs> <laughs> bad influence for the rest week for me personally cuz yeah I I need that Monday through Friday like easy spins and then yeah, I I generally feel pretty shut down those first couple days riding afterwards but I mean, it it certainly comes back fast and hard. You know, three three days in, like I'm feeling like good. So, do you do anything differently then for that weekend, or and when you say three days in, so maybe you, would you avoid like a super hard workout on Tuesday because you know you're kind of off, and maybe just wait till you get feeling yeah. back to normal a little bit, or how do you manage? Uh, it really depends how I feel. I mean, some sometimes after you know five days of really minimal minimal riding. 
I'll be so hungry to just go yeah. shred the group ride. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, you know, want to go chomping at the bit. Yeah, yeah, which which I like. You know, that's what's yeah. good about you know not getting burnt out. I guess. So, yeah. Sweet. So, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think I would add to the. Matt brought up the heart rate. I think, you know, I don't really look at heart rate that much, but it's one of those things where your my heart feels like it's jumping out of my chest. Uh, the other thing is a lot of athletes have really good power numbers for short efforts when they're rested. Like if you're doing a prologue TT, you want to be more rested than not. As The exact opposite, if you're doing a really long road race, you don't want to rest too much because you're going to hit the gas hard and then feel like crap. Um, you know, we have a blog about rest weeks kind of talking about rides that might be good to do rides that might not be good to do. You know, if you are coming off a rest week and decide to do a 20 minute test, it might be pretty ugly because 10 to 15 minutes in your body's just not ready for that. After just what Forrest said, you kind of shut it down. Um, what is, what is your rest week philosophy? What do you do? So mine is definitely mentally refreshing is like my number one goal. I don't like recovery rides. So I usually take Monday and it would be Monday and probably Thursday off Tuesday. Super easy. If I even go ride uh, Wednesday, I'll do maybe like a two hour ride, just endurance Thursday, similar thing. Like I'll probably feel back to normal then, but then not do a workout, just like cruise no more than two hours, take that Friday off and then get back into long rides. The thing is that Saturday, if I go to do a four hour ride, like by hour three, I feel like, damn, I have not been riding this long. And it's so crazy for the number of four hour rides that I do, like your body just goes into not wanting to do that mode. So I'll do those rides and then usually I'm back and ready to go by Tuesday. I'll take that Monday off the next Monday after the weekend and then kind of get back in the swing of things. But there's some athletes that definitely take some, a few rides to get going. So we'll do a hard ride Tuesday, but with no expectations of like, don't be sad when you don't do well because you normally don't feel good on this day. And then by Thursday, it's kind of like Matt said, you know, you have that, it almost like just opens everything up again you're ready to rock and you're back in the swing of things. So I think it's really just the main goal is not to get frustrated if you come back and don't feel great. I think 95% or more people feel just that stale feeling. It's, you know, why we say consistency is key. If you are skipping days, you're always having that feeling. But if you've never really consistently trained, you don't know what the non-consistent feeling feels like. You're like totally missing out. Uh, so, and then let me make sure I totally got his full question. Uh, the dead legs, heart rate, power. Um, and yeah, you know, he said shocking the system. I would ease, I don't know, it's, I'm kind of up in the air. It's really athlete dependent. Like both these guys, some would go to a group ride. Some would do their own ride. I think just get the volume back to normal and then go into the block that you're planning to do. And you got to be nimble. Like you might start doing something. that's just not feeling good or it's not working out. And you need to make an adjustment. Uh, so don't, don't um, be worried if you start back up training and, and you're not feeling super good. And this is, 
the number one reason why you don't want to taper too much. People taper so much that it's basically becoming a rust week and then they go to their big event and they feel like crap. And yeah, there's a really good paper road to gold that's on Nordic skiers and how there's all these... I can't decide if I'm going to put a blog out about this or just make a podcast, but I was talking to Tom about this and it these... Uh, I don't even know who it was that put this together. They said, hey, there's all these theoretical things about like what you should do for tapering and it's like cut the volume or reduce the intensity or do this and that and but no one's ever really looked at elite athletes that crush so they had all these world champs and national champ skiers and no one they there's a very small reduction in volume there is some reduction in intensity but some people actually like picked up their training a few days before when I posted my blog or video for Masters Nats, there were a handful of people like, dude, you rode a lot before the race. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be a three-hour race in the heat. Like if you rest and go out there and it's hot, you're screwed. Um, so I rested before that. But then I usually – I train the week of a big event. I'll try to rest the week before to 100% avoid this dead leg feeling. Like I want to get back, be fully rested. And that's kind of what we did for – um, Ecuador, I was saying, you know, I found out I was coming to this at the end of the third, like massive base week. Ideally, I would have been, I wanted to like get into training, but I had to rest and I wanted to get the rest out of the way. And then I trained almost all the way up until it, because that was just the best thing for me to feel good and get the workouts in that I wanted to hit. So just like anything, like it's a cop out answer, but it depends and you've got to know yourself you've got to know what works for you and you just got to figure it out um, through experience and take notes on how you feel after doing different workouts and uh, I think that's it do we miss anything I don't think so okay we'll have more podcasts coming up from the stages that we missed Uh, (laughs) a stage race like this there are so many things going on I barely have even texted my parents. It is the fatigue is crazy. You're racing, trying to get to the next hotel, get in your room. Everybody gets showered, eat, sleep, race. It has been a whirlwind. Uh, sadly, the three of us got eliminated on stage five, and then the other four got eliminated yesterday on stage six. So. Yeah, you know, I don't even, I never really say humble pie because we knew who we were going to race against. Uh, the mountains here are no joke, altitude is no joke, and I'm excited to bring up some stories from this experience in the next podcast. Hopefully, we're going to try and beat the rain. We might record it later today, but we'll be posting those soon. Hit us up with questions about training, and talk to you later. See ya.